The Muse, a My Story by Tamlin Wilson. How I found inspiration in a most unexpected friend. I was 21 and in my second year of studying screenwriting at the University of Cape Town in South Africa when I met Geoffrey Mangan. He was a man with thick black-rimmed glasses and a red jacket who liked to sit alone during lunch. He was 93 and home was the Rosedale Retirement Village and Jeff said that he preferred his own company to the squabbling drivel of the old folk around him. I had been sent to Rosedale for a photojournalism assignment and was to research, document and write about abandoned people. At Rosedale I found abandonment. Notice boards covered in old newspaper articles, announcements of outings taken months before and invites to musical recitals long expired. The distant echo of a shuffle down the corridor and the smell of instant mashed potato wafting through the hallways was enough to tell me that visitors were rare Well, for Jeff they were. Jeff agreed to answer all of my questions. I asked him where he was born, what his vocation was, how he ended up in Cape Town, and was he enjoying his lunch. His answers were surprising. Tucked away here in the corner of the Rosedale Dining Hall, I had found one of Africa's pioneering cinematographers. Born and raised in Zimbabwe, Jeff began his career as an accountant but had always been drawn to the camera. Having served his time in both world wars, he eventually got his hands on a video camera and disappeared into the wilderness of Zimbabwe to document its expanse. The solitary meandering, the openness of nature and the beauty he could capture with his camera gave Jeff the sense of fulfilment he had never experienced before. Years down the line and still a bachelor, Jeff retired and ended up in Cape Town, where a small margin of his family was living. He got to see his cousin once or twice a month for Sunday lunch. Most days, when he wasn't reading or watching BBC Planet, he would sit alone teaching himself how to use his 1997 Dell desktop computer. Jeff was happy. Jeff was going deaf. Jeff was the oldest friend I'd ever had. I'd only intended to visit Jeff for the duration of my assignment, but I continued visiting once a week for over a year. I'd make us both tea, mine in a mug, his in a teacup, and would sneak myself a teaspoon of peanut butter when he had some. Usually over a bowl of strawberries, we'd talk about everything, seriously. We'd talk about detergent, photography, the weather, spirituality, the state of the nation and what we were both most afraid of. It turns out my biggest fear was his greatest solace in life, and that was of being alone. He told me once of the only woman he had ever loved. She was from Johannesburg and a flirt. He said he spent years loving her from a distance, as she never returned his sentiments. Who knows how much of his love he truly revealed, but the real kicker came when I found out she was one of my distant relatives. How weird was that? His advice to me was to keep your heart more open than your eyes. What Jeff learned early on in life was to surrender to what he needed and not what he wanted. For even though Jeff seemed lonely, he had everything he knew he needed. He was a pioneer, an explorer, and above all, he was good at saying no. For me, that was a lot to understand, and still is. Jeff passed away in January 2013, three months after I left Cape Town for Johannesburg to finish my studies. We had tried to keep in touch through writing and posting letters, but eventually his letters stopped coming, and one day I received an email from his niece. Jeff had taken a bad fall in the bathroom and was admitted to hospital. He never recovered. 
It was a sad day, but the feeling of complete gratitude for having experienced a friendship that knew no age, time or distance overwrote my sense of loss with a profound sense of fulfilment and growth. Do you have a my story you'd like to share? We pay cash for any original and unpublished story we print. To contribute, go to readersdigest.com.au forward slash contribute. For more RD Talks, visit readersdigest.com.au. Brought to you by Reader's Digest Australia. Narration by Louise Waterson. Sound production by Ricky Price.